Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen to Seggy Station. It's a man that has a nickname, what was last say with no shame. Saturday, July 17th, 2021. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Segalin here, coming in solo today to touch on the sports world. With everything going on in sports, there's plenty of it. Bucks, Suns, Game 5 tonight. The Open, third round, taking place, obviously, this morning as they're playing over in England. MLB's second half of the season after a little bit of an issue with COVID. After the All-Star break, All-Star game, festivities, all those taking place. Obviously, the Olympics coming up soon with, obviously, COVID remaining to be an issue not only there, but with situations with some U.S. teams trying to get into the Olympic stages, particularly U.S. men's basketball. A couple guys having a drop out there. A lot of interesting stories with some good, some bad, particularly Richard Sherman. Hopefully everything's all right with him. Obviously, plenty of other things to cover in sports. But the biggest and most, I'm not even going to be able to describe this, Tom Brady coming out, saying that he played all season, or Tom Brady's camp coming out, whatever you want to call it, with a torn MCL Friday, months after them winning the Super Bowl, after not being on the injury report all season for a knee injury. I got plenty to say about that. Just one of the other reasons why when people talk to me about Tom Brady, I'll never be able to respect him all the way where some people do, regardless of how many rings and how many wins and how many resume building things he has. When he's breaking the rules, cheating, and doing things like that, regardless of how good you are, regardless of who you are, it's it's tough to, to respect that. And yet again, Tom Brady, Buccaneers, one of the two, breaking the rules. If this is a true statement from his camp, trying to hype up his season of going to another team and winning a Super Bowl, it's a crock of bullshit to me with everything else going on in sports. It's one of a very selfish move where you just see a lot of selfish things from plenty of people all the time uh my hatred for tom brady bleeding out here on a saturday got a day off been burned out working a bunch happy to be here talking some sports appreciate all the love and support for the podcast as always follow along on my instagram or twitter page at seggy station got a few shout outs to get in today as well you can always follow along, check out the pod on my Twitch stream, it's underscore Seggy underscore G, and still have the podcast up on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. Hopefully you get your podcast there. Right now it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk, microphone is always direct. Time to reflect. I definitely need to start here with Tom Brady and his camp team, which was yesterday, Friday. And people ask me all the time, why are you so tough, hard on Tom Brady? Why why are you such a hater on Tom Brady? And it's like, I mean, I do respect that he's obviously got a great resume, plenty of wins. Uh, he's got two losses to the Giants. So, yeah, as I talk to plenty of people, it's like, oh, you can't be. Yeah, dude, I'm not totally like, oh, yeah, if they'd beaten the Giants, that'd been pretty tough, obviously, for me. So I got a little bit of a leg up. Um, obviously, Brady going to another team and winning a Super Bowl 
he's got the hype up on the Bill Belichick situation, which I, I think was the most interesting thing heading into the season, covered it here on the pod, and of course Brady goes and wins the Super Bowl. Uh, it's crazy as time goes by, all the things that kind of happen, and not only sports, but life, and they just kind of happen, and people just so react to them and have an opinion on them, social media, everybody that kind of goes, like Cam Newton was saying on the KJ and Z this week, clickbait for 24, 48 hours, and then it kind of goes away because there's so much shit going on. Uh, of course, out of nowhere, with everything going on, Tom Brady come out, his team come out, talk about how he played the entire season with a torn MCL. And... You got a bunch of people reacting and now people reacting the right way, which is, dude, this is breaking the rules. He wasn't on the injury report the entire year. Um, the Buccaneers either didn't know about this or if they did, that's also breaking the rules. And people be like, oh, they'll get fined for it. They won the Super Bowl. You know, any fine is worth that. Well, to me, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, if, if that happened in any other sport, like, a player being left off the injury report, like, is that going to be just a fine? Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it just seems a little fishy, but they're trying to do this, Tom Brady's team, Tom Brady, whoever, to kind of hype up what he did this season on a torn MCL. And a lot of people get all this shit mixed up. I've torn my ACL and my meniscus. I had one of the rarest surgeries, so when people try and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, it kind of pisses me off. There's three knee ligaments, and we've seen it in this NBA playoffs with Giannis's hyperextended knee, Joel Embiid playing through an MCL injury, and now Kawhi Leonard coming out with a partially torn ACL, not able to get on the field. For all these people saying, oh, Tom Brady did this, threw 50 touchdowns, did all this on a torn ACL. No, he had a torn MCL. There's a difference. And this man isn't mobile anyways, never been mobile, and he wears a knee brace on that knee since, I believe, back in 2008 when he tore it or whatever the situation was. Never going to be the same anyways, man. Never going to be the same. People that have these type of injuries, regardless, athlete, not, regardless of rehab, dude, you're not ever going to be able to get back to the same stature even if you feel 100% good. And to come out and kind of blow into the sports world with this story heading into the NFL season, which I think the Bucks should at least be punish somehow besides just a fine they won't but to me this is just another reason for people like me to say look dude here's tom brady breaking the rules here's tom brady doing something to try and hype up his ego hype up his image when it's like bro no one really cares like you're gonna come out three or four months after you win the super bowl and say that you played the entire season getting leaked that you tore your mcl when you were still on the patriots and that all this stuff has to come out on you on a week where there's nothing really going on in the NFL besides this Aaron Rodgers saga that everyone's waiting to see about with training camp just like a week away. Like, who the fuck cares about what happened last season? But, of course, Tom Brady has to sprinkle this in. And people will be like, oh, no, you're just hating on Brady. No, I I'm basically saying that, A, he either is breaking the rules, the Bucks are breaking the rules, for this information to get leaked and for people to even have an opinion on it and then be like, oh, this is what happened. This, To me, it's just like you see it with LeBron James and the Lakers and other teams, high-class athletes getting in trouble for tampering or whatever you want to call it. Like, dude, you're going to have rules. You can't let just the greatest of all time break them. Like, to me, it's just bullshit. <laughs> this is just a bullshit story that ruins, like, a lot of good other things going on in the sports world. And obviously... Some not so good ones as well.
which I'm sure you guys all saw the Richard Sherman incident uh, video surfacing of him having an absolute freak out on a door, which he was trying to break in to get his kids and was going, having a situation here with uh, his wife. And there's no injuries to anybody, but Richard Sherman is lucky there was no injuries to not only him, but himself, because there's a lot of things coming out now about Richard Sherman as he's having to apologize and things haven't been going well and he's having to get court orders months back not having weapons because he's an injury injury to himself or others it's like this stuff is not getting good with Richard Sherman and it's one of those things where I saw that he was trying to get some help he's taking some antidepressants and all this shit and you know, people have told me plenty of times, like, dude, I know that I'm not probably the most uh, stable person and the most normal person. I don't think anybody is. Like, everyone goes through their own stuff, and yeah, everyone can act totally normal like we all can. Uh, if, if you're doing stuff like Richard Sherman, then there might be something, obviously, like you talked about, that you need to potentially get some help. And I think that's where the difference is for me. Like, I'm pretty messed up for the things I went through, but I ain't ever going to go fucking pound and break on somebody's door. Uh, even if I'm going through it in a relationship, which I did, I ain't ever going to fucking attack the person or go after their property or any of that. And it's just sad to see, man, because these athletes get put up in the spotlight. Um, you know, it's this always thing I said about getting help, like getting stuffed with antidepressants or doing things to try and help what you're going through with pills or random things of that nature. Like to me, that's not the way, uh, you know, I don't think you're ever going to get through certain things. You're just going to learn how to live with them. And, uh, for me, that's already happened. It was crazy how much my life changed. It's crazy how these people's athletes and anybody's life can change and on the drop of a hat, man. And, uh, to see some of these stories this week, particularly Richard Sherman, who's now facing five charges, um, who's a free agent and wasn't even technically contributing when he was on the team after being such an elite player for quite a long time. Um, obviously we know what he did with the Legion of Boom and did contribute a little bit here with the Niners. Uh, it's just sad to see. how people could be struggling just like Richard Sherman, but Richard Sherman's going to be put out in the spotlight. His video is going to surface his stuff going to go viral just because of who he is. And I just hope everything kind of works out for him, his family. Um, it's tough to see with you bring up comps to his situation. You hear about CTE and you hear about, all these mental issues now being brought to the forefront in sports. And to me, it's important because it's not just athletes and athletes aren't superhuman when it comes to this either. I think those are two important messages when it comes to all this stuff. Um, COVID is still a thing and it's impacting sports still with the USA Olympics team, Brad Beal, now being removed, Kevin Love not removed from uh, COVID, but really just not getting into form. Um, who was 
quoted by Greg Popovich or being a big part of the team and Kevin Love. Obviously, Brad Beal would have been a big part of the team, and he was really looking forward to playing for the team, and COVID has him off the team. Jeremy Grant is in protocols, and right now, um, with everything kind of taking place with the finals, you got Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, and Drew Holiday expected to still join the squad after a condensed season, after a playoff deep run, obviously, to the finals. Going to join the squad just a week after probably the finals, and that's going to be interesting for those players and interesting decisions for those players. Um, I think those guys should opt out, but we'll see if they decide to join the team. Um, obviously, some issues with USA Basketball, not only with COVID, but with a few exhibition losses. Um, a lot of people up in arms, and Kendall Johnson of the Spurs, JaVale McGee joining the replacing Bradley Beal and Kevin Love. Um, you know, it's funny because they have some pretty decent talent, and obviously COVID is impacting not only there, but I saw the Red Sox-Yankees, the Yankees with a big COVID break right now, burst, whatever you want to call it, Judge and six other players, positive. Uh, the Yankees are absolutely fucking done. Like, heading into the second off of the season, all-star break just finishing up, the Yankees are absolutely done. Like, not even because of this COVID. They're fourth in the AL East, and they were playing terrible before it, and they had big series with the Red Sox, a couple big series with the Red Sox after this All-Star break, and I saw the Red Sox absolutely dominating them yesterday 4-0. Uh, you got another game today, Jared Cole. Garrett Cole doesn't have a spider tack. Uh, the sticky stuff situation seems to be going down in the MLB, but uh, COVID is impacting the MLB team as well. And to me, it's just weird because I saw that the Yankees were one of, or vice versa, maybe it was the Red Sox, this 85% vaccination team where the Yankees, the Red Sox are one of the teams that were not is what it is, um, in which you didn't have to do the daily testing, all these different protocols. And Yankees are the one with the, the outburst. Who knows what's going on with the Red Sox and, who knows what's going on with any of this stuff, honestly. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at with all this because it's just interesting for me. People say, well, if you get the vaccination, then you're good, but clearly you're not. And then if you don't get the vaccination, you're somehow, I don't even know, like a bad person, it seems like. Um, but you got plenty of people here in the U.S. that don't want it. And I think this is where I think it needs to get a little better. Because if you're telling me it's free and you're telling me people don't want it, then I've been seeing a bunch of other shit going on in some crazy other places. And if you got an outburst going on where you're about to have the Olympics in Tokyo, uh, I don't know if there's like an expiration date. I don't know enough about this to really be commenting on it. But I would say, and I've been hearing a little bit in sports, like, hey, man, let's just be better about it. Let's just give these to places that aren't as... Uh, fortunate enough to get these and, and try and get it under control in other places if, if the U.S. doesn't want... Like, do something else then. Like, rather than just fucking saying, oh, we don't want them and just, like, let them go to waste or something. Like, to me, it's just... This whole thing is fucking all messed up, dude. And it's still impacting sports, but everywhere else, people are trying to act like everything's all normal, fucking fine and dandy. And I'm just like, all right, like... I don't really know where the line is. Like... How things are going to be normal if you can still get it, COVID that is, with the vaccination and everyone kind of just flowing and acting like, well, that's just what it's going to be. 
I think that's what it is going to be. But I think then you got to then respect how people are reacting and what they're doing. And that's where I'm like, all right, dude. So if you're telling me not everyone's wearing a mask that's vaccinated, then what the fuck even happened with this whole thing? Like, I don't know. To me, it could get worse because of that. Like people not really doing what they're supposed to be doing when before, I guess we were in a way, at least, I I don't know. Like I'm all kind of whacked out on how that's going and it's still impacting sports. So clearly it's still a thing. And I think people just uh, need to remember that. Uh, Just a few quick bursts here before I get in for a break, get a sports center update and get some shout outs in after that. Um, you know, I saw this whole couple of stories to touch on just real quick. The, the Longhorns, like doing the backwards Longhorns being a penalty and Baker Mayfield obviously being upset about that. Um, you know, it's just crazy to me how things with the sports, like get to a point where the rivalries and and doing things that may be sensitive towards the logo or towards the other team. It's like, dude, that's what happens in sports, man. Like, like, I don't know if you, you see that as much really on the court, but or on the field or whatever, but like it's, it's everywhere. Trash talk and, and, and celebrations and, and all this ignorant stuff. It's like, to me, that's part of sports, and to throw penalties for that when you're not going to be able to penalize really any of that stuff on a consistent basis because it's not able to be consistently called. So if you're telling me you're just going to penalize somebody if they're doing that, but they can pretty much do or say anything else, like to me, that's kind of stupid. Uh, I get that it may be derogatory towards the Longhorns in Texas, but like, dude, what, like, there's plenty of other things that are worse than that. Um, I don't know. I guess that's what they're going to try and do. Uh, we'll see if that holds up. Uh, did want to comment on some of the golf. And did need to touch on the NBA. So I guess I'll do that after the break. So I'll stick to some other random stuff I wanted to touch on, which is Damian Lillard basically talking about how his... Trade demand requests are not true um, after that surfaced a few days ago. And then Damian Lillard basically saying how oh, that's not true. Um, I think when I think of what's going on with Damian Lillard, um, it's one of those things where it's almost how I feel about Aaron Rodgers, where you're trying to not look like the bad guy. Um, just because Damian Lillard said that these trade demands aren't true, doesn't necessarily mean to me that he doesn't get traded. Um, I know he's been extremely loyal to the Blazers, and I think he has the opportunity to remain loyal to them if they do some of the things he's asking for. Um, But that's exactly what's kind of going on with this Rodgers-Packers saga where Rodgers isn't really getting what he's asking for. Clearly, he's upset. And I think you're seeing a little bit of this now with Damian Lillard, who's now been exited four out of the last five postseasons in the first round um, after making eight straight postseasons. So, yeah, he's an elite talent superstar in this league, and to play for a team that isn't going to do some of the things you're asking 
um, to try and keep you around when he's been so loyal um, to me is not going to work out. And I'm not saying Damian Lillard is going to pull an Aaron Rodgers, but I do think Damian Lillard gets traded this year. And it seems like a hot take, but that continues to be something that's surfacing. Um, as I mentioned, the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers, uh, that's obviously still continuing to be a story that's talked about a lot. Um, and I've been on the record saying he's not going to play in Green Bay, so we'll just have to see how that shakes out. It'll be interesting to see how that does shake out. Um, covered a little bit of the SBs with Rich. Uh, that's pretty dope. Um, but I wanted to touch on some of those nights, particularly uh, Nomi Saki, Asaka, who I always botch her name, uh, Paige Beckers, uh, who had an incredible speech, and his name was Chris Nasich, who completed an Ironman with Down Syndrome, and I was listening to his speech at the ESPYs, and, uh, you know, it's one of those one of those ones where you can feel and be as depressed as you want to be and you listen to something like that and it's hard to kind of be depressed because just an incredible story, man. Uh, somebody with a dream, his parents helping him along the way. Uh, dude with all the personality in the world up there giving a speech after receiving a... The Jimmy V Award. Um, you know, he did an Ironman, which is... Had to train six days a week for 13 months. Uh, he was the first ever Down Syndrome participant to complete an, an Ironman. Uh, you know, he said he just wanted to feel included. Um, and I guess it takes doing something like that. Uh but that was incredible to see, incredible to watch. Some of the speeches by Naomi Osaka and Paige Beckers um, shouting out mental health and shouting out um, the Black Lives Matter movement and all that that's been going on this year I think is important. Um, seeing these females up there being able to be recognized uh, for their incredible achievements and, and them giving really inspiring words to all people that should definitely look into some of that stuff, man. It's some of the stuff you should read rather than gloss over, have no uh, pictures on your social media blast takes about, because I thought that was hilarious by uh, Alan Robinson, all this trolling and bullshit. It's, it's a freaking shame. Just appreciate some of that stuff and stop being so weird and and hate showing so much hate uh it's fucking it's just weird and annoying at this point to see all that even on some of these good stories um i was uh seeing the some of the coaching hires getting a little bit tossed around potentially willie green uh heading to the pelicans i saw wes unsell jr got the offer for the wizards um Jason Kidd being hired by the Mavs. Uh, I haven't touched on that, but I will at some point. Um, but I'm basically here right now to say 
Still not a job for Becky Hammond, six-time WNBA All-Star, head coach of the Spurs Summer League team in 2015-16-19. First woman to act as head coach during a regular season game. Obviously, her resume speaks for herself, and she continues to be an assistant head coach for the Antonio, uh, San Antonio Spurs. When she talks about and being asked about her uh, interviews as becoming an NBA head coach, she said, quote, I don't want to make the news because I'm the first female at the end of the day. I want to make the news because I'm hired for my qualifications. It's a shame she hasn't been hired for those. At the end of the day, throw everything out the window. If you want to hire me, you'll find a reason to hire me. If you don't want to hire me, you'll find a reason to. And that's just that. Obviously, she's handling it with class. But to me, this is this is an absolute shame because maybe some of these other guys, Willie Green, Wes Ensel Jr., deserve an opportunity just as much as she does, but at the end of the day, it seems that she's not able to kind of get that look regardless of how it might uh, go. And we've seen some of these guys. Nate Bjorgren is a perfect example for me. Uh, a guy that got hired for the Pacers last year, one and done uh, for the Pacers, lost the locker room. Uh, Pacers were in the play-in tournament. Um, you know, it, they go after Rick Carlisle and bring in Rick Carlisle, who obviously is a veteran coach and used to coach for the Pacers, so they have a connection there. But uh, it seems to be this continued cycle where it almost seems like the people that are qualified, the people that maybe can do something different and, and make uh, a name for themselves and have an opportunity that they might not get, they just don't get because the same people continue to kind of slide into that open opportunity um, new people that haven't even really been thought of are slid into that opportunity because of resume or things they've done. Um, and it doesn't mean they're not able to do a good job. It doesn't mean that they might not be, uh, able to do the things they're asked to do. But I think some people that have some of these qualifications just as good as them are overlooked for whatever reason, and particularly Becca Hammond because she's a female, and that to me that's just not right. Uh, I thought for sure she would have got a head coaching job this cycle with eight being open. I think it was eight. Uh, there was a good amount open, and I assume she's still interviewing. I hope she gets a look, but uh, still pulling for her for sure. Um... Let's see if I got anything else before I get into the golf and finals on the way out after the reads. Sorry, trying to catch up here. Uh, oh, yeah, I wanted to touch on the all-star stuff quick. Give that a quick shout-out for my guy, Chu. Um, lost a bet to him with Pete Alonzo, now back-to-back -back home run derby champion. Uh, it's, I think it's his third time. I don't know. I'll have to wait for Smats. Uh, Shohei Tanu became the first player to lead off and be the starting pitcher in an all-star game. Vlad Guerrero Jr., who hit two home runs last night for the Toronto Blue Jays, who are finally returning home to Toronto after being in Buffalo and Miami uh, on July 30th. Vlad Guerrero Jr. was the all-star game MVP, youngest to win all-star game MVP and hit an absolute moon ball moonshot in the all-star game after being awarded the all-star game mvp award saying dad this is for you i remember watching vlad uh, guerrero senior he was 
one of my favorite baseball players to watch back when I was really into watching baseball. I have been watching more of it, though. Um, Home Run Derby was pretty dope. Shohei Itani is an absolute animal. I think he's the face of baseball with Fernando Tatis Jr., who is obviously on the cover of MLB Show the 21, which I have the game, but it's still in the package. And uh, those Stephen A. comments that uh, Chu brought up on Shohei Itani, and I saw Stephen A.'s apology, and Stephen A. is the guy that's always talking about these African-Americans not getting fair opportunities, and then he goes out and says something like that. And I'm the biggest, was the biggest Stephen A. Uh, guy Talked about him plenty of times. Used to watch a bunch of them. I don't watch Eddie First Take. I don't have his new Stephen A's World Plus bullshit. I don't do any of that. Um, but I, I really don't know what hap- what's happened to him since he left his radio slot. Uh, all these hot, wild takes. And then ta- say something like that when you're known for preaching some of the things you preach. Which I think is why you get some of the reactions you do when you preach some of the things you preach. Because you don't seem to stay consistent with it. Uh, it's not just Black Lives Matter. It's it's all lives, really. And I think people seem to forget that, man. It's just fucking annoying. Like we, Let's preach for equality for all people, not just uh, certain people. And it just seems to be getting kind of lost in some of these sports takes as well. Uh, it's tough to see that for my man, Stephen A. Uh, what else do I got here? Um, let's see, saving, oh yeah, the, finishing up the All-Star game stuff, it was the eighth straight win for the AL in the All-Star game, 20 out of last 24, uh, not good look for the NL, um, but definitely gonna be an interesting second half of the season, can Shohei get 60 home runs, Vlad Jr., as I mentioned, hit another two last night, uh, I think the Yankees are done. Red Sox, really impressive. Mets, obviously impressive. Uh, Padres, I saw a dude hit a cycle shot after being in the All-Star game. He's the first to do so since I think it was like DiMaggio or something ridiculous. Uh, hit a cycle last night for the Padres. 23-8 to victory, I think it was. Some wild stuff going on in the MLB um, after they had to postpone their first night of uh, the second half of the MLB season uh, due to COVID. Um, wild stuff. I'm going to take a quick break. Come on back. I'll touch on some of the NBA, touch on the open and anything else. If I can get anything in order before I get out of here for the day, be right back in the Seggy station. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back. Seggy station is brought to you by Callie's love. A man's best friend is his dog. Shout out to Ruskin Mount to many, but a life-saving companion to me. To me, not to promote true home happiness in the household, but I love a companion of a pet. Especially at a time like this, get yourself a little pet friend like mine, a local animal shelter, pound a nursery, save their life, and they just might save yours. Now it's time for your Sports Center update. Two significant coaching additions Friday as Scott Brooks to the Portland Trailblazers as Chauncey Bullock's lead assistant and David. Vanderpool to the Brooklyn Nets, who obviously lost a few assistants this coaching cycle as well. Saw Connor McGregor had successful surgery. Also said that the UFC knew about his fractured leg and 
was also being trolled a bunch by Jake Paul with a necklace that was sent to Dustin Poirier. Uh, some pretty interesting stuff there with that still to be played out. Novak Djokovic commits to playing at the Olympics. As I saw, Gus Ferrari or Ferry wins the X Games gold at 12 years old, completing a 1080. I used to know a little bit more about X Games shit. I was into all that active sports stuff when I was young. Um, I saw Tony Hawk, who's 53, finish fourth in the event. That's pretty wild. Uh, shout out to Summer X Games Sports. Friday's exhibition matchup in Las Vegas had been canceled due to health and safety protocols. Mentioned Brad Beal being removed from the team, uh, replaced by Keldon Johnson. Mentioned Jeremy Grant in protocols. Kevin Love being replaced by JaVale McGee. Back-to-back -back exhibition games lost by the U.S. first time since the pros started playing in 1992. They did beat Argentina 108-80 after dropping their first two. Be interesting to see how the team looks as the Olympics are set to start here. I believe July 23rd, which is next week. The Braves have traded for Cubs outfielder Jock Peterson. Team has announced. Mark Emmer, NCAA president, says he's ready to rethink the NCAA's role. Hmm. He says it's time is right to consider shifting power away from the NCAA into conferences and schools. Wow. That's uh, something I've said quote-unquote multiple times that's interesting out of NCAA president Mark Emmert a lot of interesting stuff happening with obviously NCAA athletes able to be profiting off their name image likeness and shout out to Sydney Golis who I helped get to be a barstool athlete heading into Bryant for pole vault track and field technically uh, she's pretty incredible at what she does and hopefully she gets paid for it uh, Kyle Morikawa Made seven birdies a bogey in round two. He shot 64, nine under. He trails only Louis Usazen. Uh, they'll be in the final group here, teeing off in about 30 minutes as I've been watching the Open this morning over in England, Royal St. George. Plenty of stuff to follow there with golf this weekend. Saw Lionel Messi and Barcelona reach an agreement. Those were some discussions that were taking place on a five-year deal with a significant wage cut previous from his contract. I saw the Knicks are the most aggressive trade suitor for Colin Sexton, who has been on the trading block and potentially will be on the trading block in the next upcoming weeks. NBA 2K officially unveils its 2022 cover athletes, including Luka Doncic, Kareem, Abdul-Jabbar, Dirk, Kevin Durant, and Candace Parker, who becomes the first female cover athlete in games history. Shout out to Candace Parker. Chris, Charles Barkley, I'm sorry, loses a $100,000 bet, $100,000 that he would win or finish top 70 in the American Century Championship. He finished 76. The payout would have been $500,000. I saw Lucas Glover won the John Deere Classic. It was his first win on tour in a decade. His fourth career PGA Tour victory, John Deere Classic, took place last week. Magic hire former Mavs assistant Jamal Mosley as team's new head coach. So the Magic fill there coaching vacancy as well uh covid out let's see what else do we got oh i saw scott hansen signed a multi-year deal to continue doing nfl red zone on nfl network adam silver says he anticipates the nba play-in tournament to continue next season uh i saw alan robinson in the bears 
have had no significant uh, talks in months, and they were supposed to get a long-term deal done by July 15th, so that did not happen. He could be on the move, and kill Harry's agent as a request to the trade for the wide receiver, so he could be on the move. Um, and the MLB trade deadline is July 30th. Japan dec- declares a state of emergency, and all spectators are banned from the Tokyo Olympics. Covered that. Uh, I saw that the lightning dented the cup or some bullshit, and they're comparing that to, obviously, Tom Brady throwing the cup. Obviously, everything's compared to Tom Brady, just another reason why. Had to get in here and give him a little bit of a uh, yank. Uh, yeah, that Tom Brady shit pisses me off. All right, uh, made it back, made it out of the reads. Tune back in, Nick Segling here, Segi Station Podcast. Appreciate all of the support for the podcast as always. Follow along on any of my pages. Gave a shout out to Barstool athlete Sydney Golas, who I work with, helped to get her set up. That's pretty dope. Uh, hope she works out well with all that. I think that's pretty cool for these athletes to have the opportunity to do that and being just a freshman, uh, timing is everything. And obviously timing is great for her. Uh, definitely wanted to shout her out cause I told her I would, I'll definitely have to shout out, uh, faith who I've shout out a few times here on the podcast. Of course, I'm shouting all, all people I work with. Cause apparently that's basically the only people i'm friends with now nah, that's not true i got to see rich and chew this week and i hopefully see rich a little later uh much love to anybody that wants to spend any time with me um but faith who definitely has supported my podcast and she's getting ready to go off for a new job soon want to give her a shout out but her fooding for faith page you should check out on instagram if you're a foodie if you're into checking out any great recipes ingredients all the things that you need to make great food that's where she's at, and you should check that out for sure. You should also check out Sydney Golis on Instagram, who also is now posted on there as a barstool athlete. And shout out to another couple work buddies who I got some nice sports bets with and took 15, five coffees is what we're calling it, off my boy Jackie Livingstone with the Devin Booker bet. Uh, projected he would have 30 or more in game four, and he went for 42 touch here on the nba finals as we have game five tonight certainly pumped about that we'll certainly do that here after finish up my break because i'm winded here second half touch on the golf first uh phil mickelson finish is plus 12 and misses the cut uh just need to throw that in there because maybe if he tucked his fucking shirt in and decided to wear pants in the practice round and took it a little more seriously not acting like it was a fucking tv show in the match uh maybe he'd play a little better i know he won a major this year and i think was the oldest to do so and a lot of people are hyping him up and he's gonna be competing in majors that was an anomaly man he's been playing better golf but like i said he's more of a uh show tv show type of golfer match type of golfer and what he's doing is great but he lost the last match uh to DeShambo and rogers who are obviously both in the headlines for different reasons DeShambo particularly because of his driving woes and talking about how his driver sucks and basically blaming his driver for uh not hitting good tee balls and there's a old saying in golf the it's not the indian it's the arrow and it's fucking this dude this dude is trying to blame something that is really his own issues. And I love Bryson having to deal with Brooks Kepka trolling him, basically saying how he loves his driver, and he's hitting it well heading into the weekend, DeChambeau barely making the cut at plus one. 
he's not even in contention this week. He's nearly 12 shots, 10 shots behind the leader, and it's going to be way too much to make up at a golf course like this, particularly when these guys are barely able to hit the fairway on the first hole. Um, it'll be a great weekend to watch the golf. Obviously, DeChambeau dealing with some of those issues, and Kepka's currently tied 12th, 5-under, has a chance here on the second hole to get up and down for par as I'm watching it live. Pretty dope to be potting while I'm watching the golf, and I'll obviously be tuning in the NBA Finals tonight. Got a bet, and I saw Jordan Spieth with a very good first round, had a decent second round. He's at 8-under. I think he's third alone. Maybe not anymore with obviously a third round in progress. Uh, Jordan Spieth up there in contention. Uh, but Louis stays in with the lead. He tied, not tied, he shot 129, which was the best all-time 36-hole uh, recorded score, 129 in open history. Uh, he's been due, obviously. With Colin Morikawa, as I mentioned, in the Reeds, open debut, had an impressive six under yesterday to get himself up there at the top of the leaderboard. Um, as he talked about, he did not want to get into it, the open just to play in his first open. He wanted to win it. Uh, he's clearly in position to do so. And he's an incredible ball striker, and that's what you need at a place like Link Style Golf. And if you can get your putter going, it's anything can happen and we see a lot of interesting winners at royal st george so we'll see if we'll have an interesting one this week or if louis able to get it done if jordan's able to get another major obviously plenty of storylines to follow there with plenty of golf to be played and bryson dechambeau being out of it and basically causing a hissy fit uh Thought it was funny that the Cobra rep responded to him after, and then the Shambo had to make an apology. And I, I've spent on the record saying he's not good for golf. I know he won the match. Uh, he wasn't driving it well in the match. They took Rogers drives on nearly all of them, uh, all those holes, <laughs> playing a fucking alternate shot. This dude's uh, definitely got an issue with his driver, and it's not the driver. It's not. And if you're going to blame it on the driver, then grab another one, dude. Like, what the fuck? Like, you're a tour golfer. Like, switch up the head or something. Like, I don't know. It, to, to me, it just seems like this dude's making excuses and definitely being unprofessional. And uh, I saw Phil being unprofessional, his shirt untucked and shit, and he's missing the cut nearly last place plus 12. Like, it's a game on integrity and professionalism. Uh, it's a major and... There's a lot of great golfers in contention, and I'm looking forward to seeing who finishes this thing up. Last major of the year in golf, and there are a couple good tournaments down the back end, obviously the FedEx Cup and all that, so plenty of good golf to be watched on the way out, but major golf is always different, so everyone hopefully enjoys that. This weekend, uh, let's see. That's the bell there. Yep. All right. I'll touch on the NBA Finals basically on the way out of here because I basically touched on everything else, I believe. Besides all the extra BS that I can save for the boys, like funny stuff, which I love when people get mad. Uh, 
that Maria Taylor, oh, Rachel Nichols stuff. Yeah, I got notes on that. That was pretty wild. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. Rachel Nichols getting removed from the NBA Finals and then it being a whole black-white controversy between Maria Taylor and Malika Andrews. And I saw Jalen Rose's daughter fucking taking shots at Rachel Nichols. And it's like, dude, what? Like, I don't know, man. It's just another example where I'm thinking and I was hearing in this shot-taking video of Rachel Nichols by Jalen Rose's daughter how... Oh, she's only in the spotlight because of her name and all this stuff. It's like, dude, you're only able to make that video and go viral on that take because of that. And it's not even a good take because Rachel Nichols probably deserves just as much of an opportunity to be there. And anybody would be upset after being pulled from the crew. So it's like, I don't understand why anyone's giving her a hard time. Uh, Like, you, there's nothing worse than not being able to, like, get along with people you work with and seeing all this going on with ESPN is kind of a shame. Uh, clearly some issues amongst people that are obviously working together and that never seems to be ideal. Um, I think in general it was a bad look by some of these other reporters, particularly who are doing just as great things as Rachel Nichols and I don't understand why there's beef between people that are just trying to do the same thing you're doing, which is enhance and have a great career. And Rachel Nichols obviously has had that, and there's no reason she shouldn't be upset for what happened to her, and there's no reason that those other girls, females, shouldn't have an opportunity as well. So why not have them both do it, split games, whatever? Like, I don't know, it just seems ESPN, just another handling it terribly. Uh, I don't know. That's, I guess, how things are going to be, particularly when we're seeing this stuff on the regular. Um, Yeah, so I'll touch on the NBA Finals on the way out. No bell for this because I don't know how long it's going to take. Hopefully I'll get it done in 10 or so minutes. But I did want to touch on Game 4 a bit. Had to go all the way back to Game 3 because I touched on that with Rich in Monday's pod with Chu. But we didn't even mention the Cam Johnson dunk that I just needed to throw in real quick because I can't believe we didn't mention that. That was absolutely absurd. I had pictures up on that on my Instagram page. You can go check that out. But that was basically the highlight of that game, obviously, for the Suns. Game four, different story. Game four, the Suns. So we all covered it here a little bit on the pod. Devin Booker only had 10. Terrible game. I knew Devin Booker was going to have a bounce back game. I bet that he would score over 30, and he scored 42. Uh, so I won that bet. I got the Suns winning this series. Had him in five. That's obviously not going to happen as the series is tied 2-2. Um, mentioned on last pod that it's the first time since I now have it, the Mavs Heat series, which I believe was 06-07, where the home team won first four games. Uh so now the series is tied 2-2 after the Bucks win game four with Chris Middleton absolutely going bonkers in the fourth quarter. Uh, Chris Middleton also had a 40-piece in game four, 14 in the fourth quarter, and outscored the Suns 10-4 in the final two minutes. The Suns were leading game four 38 and a half minutes of that game, and basically the reason why they lost it was Chris Paul. 
Um, absolutely tough scene for Chris Paul, who's had 15 turnovers in the last three games, who he had 15 turnovers in the first three rounds before the finals. Uh, he had 32-9, and nine, I believe it was in game one, and his points have been going down every game since. Uh, the Suns now make it back home, series tied 2-2, looked to bounce back. I assume Chris Paul bounces back. Uh, DeAndre and had a tough game four as well. But the story of game four was really... Chris Middleton taking over and Giannis being able to play like he's been playing these finals. But it was the refs. It was the refs. And it wasn't necessarily a good look. And I'd be curious, and I hopefully get to see Rich today. I'd be curious what he has to say f- about it on the record where, you know, I saw trending on Twitter the NBA is rigged. And I'm not saying that I believe the NBA is rigged, but that to me was a bad call. And the official... Obviously, you know, I'm talking about the Devin Booker situation with the foul that was clearly not called. The official said he missed the call, bad angle, wrong call. That's fine, but that happens, and you got to respect that. But at the same time, and in, in if the Suns end up winning that game, that's going to be one of those ones, if you're a Bucks fan, if you're a basketball fan, you'll probably remember as a comp like the Saints-Roby Coleman deal you know, a few years back that we covered basically on last pot. Uh, pretty ironic to me. That's why I love covering sports. Some of the things you talk about, kind of how they happen, predictions, talking sports, whatever, uh, having takes, talking about life, general advice, uh, just trying to have a positive vibe as much as you can, uh, trying to appreciate as much as you can. People in your life that are there for you when you see some of these stories, um, you're lucky to have somebody that cares enough to reach out or wants to talk to you or um, any of that stuff. So you got to be appreciative of that. Um, it's all good for me and sports have really helped me. So you got the game five tonight. You got everything going on with that game four with the refs. Obviously the game played out. The Bucks end up winning the game. 109-103, they rallied from nine points down in the fourth quarter to even the series 2-2. As I mentioned, Chris Milton goes for 46-4, 15-33 field goals, 3-8 from three, and had an 8-0-10-0 run technically in the final two minutes. Uh, as I mentioned, outscoring the Suns 10-4 in the final two minutes. Um, Giannis had 26-14-8 in two blocks. Obviously, the biggest block of the game was the one everyone's talking about as the best block of all time, uh, comparing it to LeBron James-esque. Um, and it sure was. Uh, I'm not going to go out there and throw it in there as the best block of all time, but it certainly has to be up there if the Bucks end up winning this series. Um, people won't remember it as nearly as much if they don't win uh, this series, and it'll be interesting to see how these last three games play out with Drew Holiday continuing to struggle for them, but really making it hard on Chris Paul, locking up Chris Paul, who only had 10-4-7, and 0-2 from three and 5-13 field goals with five turnovers, none worse than the one in the last 30 seconds, as I mentioned. Uh, literally basically blowing the game for them. Um, you know, if you only have four turnovers, might have been a different story, even with that stat line. Uh, absolutely tough scene for CP3. Uh, 17 total turnovers for the Suns in game four. And Devin Booker with 38 entering the fourth quarter. Saw basically everyone else on the team. He scores 42, they score 36, all other starters score 36 or 38 or whatever it was he outscored his starting lineup. Uh, 
Jay Crowder, tough game. DeAndre Ayton, only 6 points, 17 rebounds. Uh, but not enough on the offensive side of the ball when you got Devin Booker going for 42. Uh, 17 and 28 field goals. He was 0-3 and did have four turnovers. Um, they're the fourth fourth opponents with 40 point each in a finals game are Chris Milton and Devin Booker, both having 40 in game four. Obviously, the storylines continue to happen as the NBA Finals is far from over, now tied at two apiece. And you'll have game five tonight. Coverage starting at nine. ABC. All about it. Uh... I guess that's pretty much all I had for today because I gotta let Callie out and enjoy some of her day and hoping to catch up with Rich at some point at his place. He's having some people over. So I feel like that'd be good for the mentals with the NBA Finals game tonight. Gotta work tomorrow and then couple busy weeks so i don't know when i'll be back to pod Uh, i'll be following the sports for sure but it will be another jam-packed show i assume when i make it back because i'm not sure when i'll be back but i'll be enjoying the sports um hopefully link up with the boys here in a couple weeks or next week or whatever it is uh always enjoy catching up with them saw a couple of wild stories as well with Scotty Pippen offering a one night stay at his house during the Olympics $92 a night giving fans the experience of not only living in his house but sleeping in his bed was the quote uh, interesting from Scotty Pippen with all the things he's been surfaced on in the sports world for saying and doing he's going to do this and have that quote uh, a little bit worried about Scotty um, plenty to cover in sports today I hope I got through at least some of the stuff I wanted to touch on uh, cover and shout out some of the people I wanted to touch on um, yeah getting tatted this week I know my brother is going away f- on a trip with his girlfriend leaving Monday for a week so probably won't have as much time to pod and do any of this stuff I'm trying to do with trying to take care of my pup and working so try and make it back when I can as I mentioned uh, be interesting to see how some of this sports stuff plays out obviously the Open, obviously NBA Finals and continuing to follow a little bit of what's going on with the NFL season coming up, Aaron Rodgers, some of these quarterbacks, I saw a list of quarterbacks plenty of stuff to touch on in the NFL but I'm still kind of holding out on that as it's still a little bit of ways away but I feel like once we hit August that's when uh, the NFL season, fantasy season, the NFL vibes really start flowing, and that's only a few weeks away, so I'm sure it'll be here before we know it. Who knows, maybe I won't be back until then. I've been extremely busy with everything going on at work, and with the weather being as shitty as it's been, it's been extremely tough. Uh, just trying to get through that. Um, looking forward to this week of sports and some of the things I got planned but for now that's all I had for the A-Waves today appreciate all listening as always and as always still have no shame what I had to say it's the man with the nickname until next time everybody peace and love stay safe out there enjoy them sports catch up next time you're listening to Seggy Station